welcome to Hills I Die On, a podcast where I, Taylor Cox, invite guests to discuss and debate unpopular opinions they're so passionate about, they'd be willing to die on a hill over it. Thanks for listening. back to another episode of Hills I Die On. Today we've got a very wonderful guest with us. Uh, she's our first out-of-town call-in, which is both exciting and nerve-wracking. But more importantly, she's an amazing comedian slash author, host of her hit podcast, Reality Life with Kate Casey. She's so funny and so talented, and she's here to die on a hill with us today. Please welcome to the podcast, Kate Casey. Hi. Yay. So excited to talk to you. I'm thrilled to have you. I usually like to like stare my guests straight into the eyes right while I give them their intro. So this is a toughie for me, just, you know, talking into the abyss. But I hope you could feel it from far away. I did feel it. I did feel it. I'm so excited to have you here. We haven't chatted since we were on uh, Trust the Bachelor process together two paradises ago. Is that right? I think so. It seems like it was yesterday, but... Maybe it wasn't. It fully seems like it was yesterday. It was right after Rachel Lindsay's season. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I know. I mean, yeah, we've been good Twitter pals, so that's always nice. Um, I feel like up to date in your life just via listening to your pod. So that's always wonderful. And also perfect transition because I'm starting a new segment today called Mini Hills of the Hour, uh, where we get to talk about something a little more topical before we launch into your more evergreen hill. Um, So for you, today's Mini Hill of the Hour is Derek Peth should be the next bachelor. No. Hard no? No. In really? Fact, here's a little scoop. So I had a conversation with John Paul Jones this last week because... You did. I was watching the show and I thought, I feel like I know somebody like him. I got, let me do some research. So I looked him up and he went to Catholic University of America, which was across the street uh-huh. from my college. So I thought, yeah, that's why he looks familiar because he's like every guy... I knew from college. I mean, I went, I went to school across the street and I lived in the apartment complex where all the Catholic university guys went to. So I just knew he would be like a down to earth, cool person. So I reached out to him and surprisingly, I got a call back from his father, which is kind of depressing, but whatever. So they went to Wisconsin and he said, I'm helping John Paul out because he's got a real job and he can't read through emails. So I, uh, we had this email address. I read your, your email to him and I was laughing because I have five kids too. And he's one of my five kids. And so we just kind of were riffing for a little bit and his dad's great. And then he said, I'll have him call you today. So I talked to him and he kind of just explained to me how aggravating it has been for him to be on the show with Derek, because Derek is not what he portrays on television. He is, what it sounds to me is like he's a little bit more in the mix with the DMs with the young girls than he likes to oh, no. portray. Remember, he was engaged last season to Taylor. You know, they got engaged on I TV, know. which is always suspect to me when these people get engaged, especially after spending what two weeks on an island resort or in an island resort together. So he's back sure. on the show this season and he's hooking up with Demi. I didn't think he was really into her. And then he made some offhand comment. I don't know if it aired on TV or maybe John Paul brought it up on TV, but he did tell me offline that he said, well, okay, great. Now I'm going to have to get engaged to Tasha," And that was like to stay on the show. 
Had that happened, wouldn't America say, okay, weirdo, why are you engaged to one girl in Bachelor in Paradise, and then the next season you get engaged to another person? Is it that important to you to be on TV that you would pretend to like someone to get a free engagement ring? So oh, that's a there's bummer. that. And then he had made some offhand comments that John Paul brought up on the show about DMing with young girls that, that watch the show. So John Paul's whole pers- thing was... I have three sisters. This is not the way you talk about women. It's like you're using this show and I guess your podcast to get attention and you don't treat women with the respect that they deserve. So he's actually like a really good guy, but it kind of got lost in translation on the show because people were distracted by the fact that he had gone off on Derek at this wedding, another TV wedding. And they felt like, oh, well, he destroyed this, their television moment. I don't think those two really cared. They got a free wedding. So if people are fighting, it's kind of like par for the course. Uh, but the fighting was John Paul sticking up for the girls that he felt like were reaching out to Derek and may have been under the guise that he was really interested in them when he was just sort of like playing off the attention. And I have to say, even when I... So I was going to interview him, and then I tweeted about it, and then ABC told John Paul that they needed permi- I needed to ask permission from ABC, which is always like, uh, that's never going to yeah. happen. Because then I reach out yeah, to ABC, and, it, it, and they never respond. So right, my always. opportunity was squelched, but I had said, I want you to come on the show and kind of explain that, because I, I think that people were confused by that. So when I posted that I was going to interview John Paul, I found I, I had never received more Instagram story responses to a guest that I had mentioned I was going to interview. And I found that most of them, quite honestly, were in the like 17 to 21 year, year range. And they uh-huh. seemed like girls who were very, very young. Like a lot of questions were about what's his astrological sign. So I can see John Paul's point that he was saying, you, the girls that are super fans of the show are younger than you. You're 32 years old, Derek, and you're, you're not mindful of the things that you say and treat them. And then to hear you make some offhand comment about basically how they were interested in sleeping with him was oh, a, man. a misuse of your platform. So th- that's totally. a long story, but that's basically what has happened. Well, no, it's fascinating because it's it's deeper than what we're just presented to him, right? Because, you know, otherwise you, you could really frame him as this guy who like had love and then lost it. Um, you know, this season, the way he handled Demi was really, you know, thoughtful almost and supportive. Um, but with that backstory, I mean, that's that's some good juice. That's some real good juice. Uh, so who do you think it should be then? Um, well, who I think it should be will never happen. I think it's Peter, the pilot, who... Which it's like, oh, I find him disturbing in two ways. I could change my mind, but <laughs> I don't, I feel like he doesn't have strong enough leg muscles. Like, I feel like it's transformer legs. Like, there's no <laughs> definition. And I also don't like the way he has to explain to us every three minutes that he's a pilot. I get it. And, and I also found it disturbing that he had a condom in the center section of his Trans Am. I just feel like I don't know if he's in this for the right reasons, which are never the right reasons. Oh, and then the fourth part totally. about it is. I I got the impression he may have lived with his parents in Westlake Village. So I don't know <laughs> if he's the best choice because I feel like they need to go old school style and find someone like an Andrew Firestone 
who is a little bit older, a little bit more polished, who was not a television oh, totally. star before they were chosen. And and maybe this is like their their last attempt, Hail Mary past finding a, a loved one because, you know, they've been in the rigmarole of their professional lives and don't have the time or ability to be on like, you know, Tinder. And this is the, their way of having someone help them find 25, year, 25 women who have you know, possibly a job of their own and don't want to be an Instagram star. I feel like they need to, because the show's almost jumping the shark at this point. So I think they need to go back to what made the show great in the first place. And I still believe it's possible given the current climate and television. I do think it's possible to go back and to get quality people. If you make the age of the bachelor older Yes, I totally and agree. Require them to have a job that is not television adjacent and require totally. the contestants to have some sort of job that preceded. You can't have somebody who's right out of college who's spent the last no. year as a, a blogger for a lifestyle brand that doesn't exist because they want to use it as an opportunity to be a television host on like the E network fully agree on that one i think having older bachelors just like raises the stakes for a million reasons it just seems so much more sincere i agree well that was a beautiful hill the hour anything else with that one before we get into the real deal i will say this if another person says to me i don't have time to to watch reality television which is bullshit they're lying and i also don't like it when people say i'm just too busy now i have five children i make time (laughs) for everything um, which brings us kind of to your hill today, uh, because something people seem to be not too busy to do is celebrate their birthdays a little too frequently. Is that not the case? Would you please tell us what your hill is? I don't like it when people need 17 parties to celebrate any milestone in their life. And we can start with birthdays. Your birthday is one day. I don't need a week of celebrating. I don't need to go to drinks <laughs> and have a birthday party and go to karaoke and then go to a nightclub and then have a, a late ladies brunch, you get one opportunity to celebrate your birthday every year. If all the people in your life can't go to that one life event, then maybe you just need to accept that and move on. I have a birthday once a year. Those that want to celebrate Uh at a taco joint, they can do so. But I would never expect people to celebrate in five different ways. And I never expect people to even remember my birthday because let's be honest, people are busy. So if you don't send me a text message, it's not the end of our friendship. In the same way, I would expect that you know, if I send you a text message on your birthday, that should be enough. If I extend myself even more and say... I would love to celebrate with a night with drinks. Be mindful that I have to get a babysitter, that I maybe can right. only stay for two and a half, three hours. I cannot stay for five hours. I don't want to go to Pelican Hill and do a spa day. I don't have the time um, <laughs> to commit to that. However, I do have time to commit to maybe drinks, but I don't want to see on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of the social media platforms that. A group of friends went to uh, a drag brunch. Another group of friends went to drinks. Another, and then, and then on top of it, to guilt us. What do you mean you couldn't go to the drag no. brunch? Well, you know, I went to drinks. So, do I have to go to the drag brunch? Do I also have to go to um, a, a night at the club? <laughs> Can I just celebrate you in one way at one time? 
No person. Okay, so, not so even you're. Jesus, by the way, not even Jesus Christ asked for you to. He asked for one day, Christmas Day. We have the 12 days of Christmas. So some could argue that Jesus Christ is one of the original birthday divas. We do do a lot of celebration the months leading but up to But he wouldn't ask that of people. <laughs> he would say, yeah, sure. I was born in a manger. Fine. Or in a manger. Let, let's just like call, exchange a couple gifts and let's move on. I don't think he'd be happy with the 14 days. That's, that's a celebration that other people created. He wouldn't have been down with that. Hilarious. I love that so much. So wait, so I just want to clarify then. So it's not just that you don't want to celebrate the same person five different times. It's also that even if you're only required to go once, like they shouldn't be able to have multiple birthday parties in no, honor of themselves, no, even if not. it's from different no, groups. I think that's narcissism on stereotypes. Why do you think that you're so spectacular that you deserve to have so many events? In the same way, when someone gets married, you get one bridal shower. That's it. You don't uh, get uh, yes. <laughs> a bunch of bridal shower events. People will come, will celebrate you once. That is enough. And don't shame people because they can't come to more than one event. You had one bridal shower. That's it. I showed up. I gave you a gift. I had a mimosa. I ate some of the scones. I left. That is enough. I'm not a shitty friend because I don't want to do all the other events in the same way. Once the person has a baby, you get one bri- a baby shower. You don't get a baby so that's shower interesting. and then a walk and then, you know, another night out. It's like one time, one celebration. That's it. But you get but you get a baby shower with every kid, right? You don't have to. No, I think one blowout baby shower for your first baby. Every other party that's after is just a celebration. So it's like, yeah, it's your third kid, but you don't have a registry. Absolutely not. You're an asshole. Oh, is that do real? That. Do you, I didn't know this. So you didn't register for any of your kids past the first one? Absolutely not. Because you know what, jerk? If you do, you shouldn't be having a baby if you can't afford to buy your own baby bath and swaddle blankets. <laughs> I love that. You get I, I, I hate to say it. I totally agree. Your first blowout baby shower, you get to register for your crib and all that nonsense. And then after that, you get a celebration. Maybe, you know, you get a sprinkle. Some would say, oh, that's kind of shitty. You know, baby number two, three, four, five, they're going to feel like they weren't celebrated. Sure. You can celebrate them. I, the way I celebrate a new baby, I go to karaoke. I invite men and women and we, I allow all my guests to get drunk because just because I can't drink doesn't mean that you can't. And we do fully agree with that. We sync it up with a celebration of, I don't know, life. So it's not all about me and the new baby. It's about, Hey, why don't we celebrate Olivia Newton, John, or the greatest hits from, you know, the nineties and do that by, by eating tacos and having some margaritas. It shouldn't be. Let's celebrate the fact that I still have a working uterus and I'm going to have a set of twins who probably should already have parents that can buy them some extra onesies. I'm delighted that you brought me a gift, but I don't expect it. I don't expect you to come to my celebration. I'm having another baby party, nor do I expect you to buy me another baby blanket, because if I'm going to have another baby, I should have enough money to buy myself a baby blanket. Totally. They also address this in a very famous episode of Sex in the City of, you know, not everyone wants to get married or have children. So the reciprocity no longer exists. So whereas with birthdays, you could argue, you know, at the very least, everyone has a birthday and everyone has the chance to celebrate. And, you know, if you have a friend, a group of friends who likes to do one week, at least everyone can celebrate the one week. But when it comes to weddings and especially kids, it's, it, you know, it, it starts to change to the point where, you know, if 
you're not doing either of those things, you're spending thousands of dollars on every event and it's never going to be reciprocated. What about a friend? Because I'm at the point where people are having 40th birthday parties and some of them go balls out. So it's like, I had a party for my 40th and my husband got an 80s band because that's my jam. I want to dance to 80s music. Uh And I had many friends who were like, oh, I can't get a sitter or, uh, you know, I'm busy. Those same friends turn 40 and they expect me to take an international trip to celebrate their birthday. We're going to go skiing in Vancouver. You want me to buy a plane ticket and then go to another country and stay in a hotel and then, you know buy ski clothes and spend a, you know a night in Vancouver nightlife but you couldn't drive down the street and go to my party where you didn't have to pay for it I think that's <laughs> outrageous too and I want to celebrate your 40th birthday but I should not have to spend an arm and a leg to do so I fully agree. I'm at the point in my life where I think I, I think there was definitely a point in college where I was a definite birthday diva. I absolutely love attention. Uh, I finally found other ways in my life to get said attention. So I've calmed down in, in that department for sure. Uh, that being said, I'm now at the point in my life where, uh, I think the birthdays aren't crazy. It's for me, the weddings that are insane. People are expecting you to go international for like bachelorette parties and weddings. I don't support it. I don't support people expecting you to buy an over-the-top bridesmaid's dress and they want a bachelorette party and they want hashtags and they want silver-plated monogram things. Like, no, I'm happy you're getting married. I will show up and wear a J. Crew dress that I'll never wear again. But there's got to be <laughs> a limit to all this nonsense, especially since you and I both know this marriage is not going to last more than three years because he's already <laughs> cheating on you. And you should not be with somebody who's who's living off his parents' trust fund because he doesn't have a job and the money's <laughs> going to dry up. And you don't even share the same value system. And God forbid you have children together. You would never be happy together. And also, he doesn't have his original nose anymore. What if you ha- have a baby and that baby gets his <laughs> nose? There's so many factors to this. So do you just not go when people request this of you or do you like, are you enabling the behavior or are no, you full boycott never, mode? I never enable that behavior. The person that wanted me to travel internationally, I said, no, I'm not going. And I had other friends oh, man. that guilt tripped me and they said, oh, but she really wants you to go. I don't care. She didn't drive down the street to come to my 40th. What, what am I doing? It's the same with like my half sister who had children and would let them email me and with a list of things they wanted for Christmas. You're not sending my kids birthday or Christmas gifts and birthday gifts. So why am I buying for you? It has to be an equal relationship. And if your friend is expecting you to go on an international bachelorette trip and a wedding, and you're just getting married at the Elks Lodge and she can't come to that, that is not an equal friendship. She must be cut off. (laughs) So have you lost friends due to this? No, because the funny thing is, I didn't, I don't have friends that had over the top weddings. I had friends who had pretty normal weddings. So I felt like it was all pretty level, but I think that in the last five years, what I'm witnessing are people that have over the top weddings. And I'm telling you, most of those people's marriages will not even last. So I just think if you're a young person and your friends are in, you're in the first round of weddings and your friends start having these over-the-top weddings, I would, I would say that the more over-the-top the wedding is, the higher the percentage of chance that that, that couple will get divorced. Your friends <laughs> who are more mindful of the cost and would like to invest more into a down payment on a first home versus a wedding, they have a, a higher percent chance of staying married. My point is, 
if you go to the international wedding with the over-the-top people who spent three months thinking about their hashtag for their wedding, why spend the money to go on the trip? Because they're going to get divorced anyway. Because that friend will have another over-the-top wedding in four years, and she'll expect you to go to that, too, <laughs> and do a whole more round of bachelorette parties. How do you feel about second weddings? Have you, have you done any? Have you gotten to that point yet where people are requesting? Second weddings are much more interesting because it's people that are much more, uh, much more alike who have a greater percentage of making it last forever. So you feel more invested in the couple and you don't feel oh, like you're going to see people in the bridal party that are going to have sex later that night and never speak to each other again. Because second right. wedding people don't have bridesmaids and, and groomsmen. They don't go through that bullshit. So it's more intimate. Right. It's money be better spent. It's people who have like more aligned value systems. So you feel more happy for them and less bitter because they haven't they have not asked you to wear some stupid bridesmaids dress and matching shoes but you would still be willing to do the international affair or do the second bachelorette party if you believed in the couple via second marriage or no i would be much more likely to do an international trip if it were a second wedding for people who had similar ages similar value systems and uh um, that's to have done some personal work maybe with a previous marriage that they know what it takes to make a marriage work and therefore are not only more realistic about marriage and life but also realistic about the, the requirements of the guests that they've invited to their wedding totally so wait so when you got married did you do uh, any of the above like, are you, are you a little bit culpable or no? I had no bridesmaids. I got married in Hawaii at the Four Seasons Maui. There were like 20 people Amazing. There. I did not have a bridesmaid. I had a rehearsal dinner at the Tommy Bahama restaurant the night before, which I paid for. And then I paid Amazing. for, you know, obviously, you know, the wedding. My husband and I, we didn't have parents that paid for it. We paid for that ourselves. The guests that we had visit us were, or attend the wedding were very, very close friends. And they were smart and bookended it with a trip of their own. So it wasn't like I'm going to Maui because I'm going to watch them get married. It was like, this is an ancillary part of a wonderful trip that we are going to reward us, you know, for our, for our hard work. And then while we're there, we'll watch these two kids get married. Right. <laughs> Okay, so well, good. Then you have a clean slate, so that's uh, that's helpful. What about birthdays? Have you ever been culpable? Was there ever a point in your life where you were like, "I'm a little bit of a birthday diva"? Never, not once. Never. I don't. When someone even text messages me, I'm delighted. I have zero expectations that anyone will ever re remember my birthday, and because of that, I'm never disappointed. So it's like if I get somebody who says happy birthday on Facebook. I have so much gratitude for it. So I've never been a diva because I don't expect people to remember my birthday. Totally. I find joy in other times that aren't just that one day of the year. Um, okay. To that, how do you feel about half birthdays? Well, my kids have a half birthday at school because two of them have the same exact birthday in July, four years apart. So they have to oh, celebrate a half birthday because... Otherwise, none of the kids at school would even know that they had a birthday. So they bring in like cupcakes. But you know what? That's we call it a day after that. They don't need to do more than that. So there's the there's an exception if your birthday is in the summer and you need to go to school. So to the same thing, do you think there can be an exception if your birthday is like on a holiday? If you're a child, yes. If you're an adult, no.
sorry, it's not my really? fault. Really? It's not my fault that your mom gave birth on New Year's Eve. I, it's not my fault. I know part of that. You've had to make <laughs> accommodations for that. So maybe you have a birthday dinner and you do it like two weeks before Christmas, but the onus should be on you. I don't need to throw that party for you. Right. But you would understand that if someone who had a birthday on like Christmas or New Year's Eve or a day that was like infamously celebrated elsewhere and not celebrated surrounding you would get the chance to at least have the one party on a different day should they choose to throw it. But but you know what? Have it in December. Don't have it in July because that's a real asshole move. You mean don't celebrate the half birthday then celebrate it closer to the holiday. If you're a kid. Yes. I don't even know if a kid, because I have to tell you, I went to a birthday party. It was at these, one of these like fashion runway, dumb kid birthday parties. And I was kind of pissed because I brought the birthday gift and we blew out the candles. And then the mom whispered, you know, it's her half birthday. And then I immediately said to my children, as we got into the car, I think it might be time for you to cut the cord on that friendship because what (laughs) jackass is going to have their children throw a very expensive half birthday party. I just think that's ridiculous. Especially if you're collecting gifts. That's that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that's fully bananas. I do remember being young, though, and my birthday always coincides with, like, the weekend of Thanksgiving. And I remember being a little bummed because people were either usually out of town. Uh, my parents were always great about it and always celebrated me, whatever. Um, but also jealous of the people with summer birthdays because they got to have, like, pool parties and be outside. And it was, like, never – it was never tainted by school. So on the other end of the spectrum i mean there there's so much joy of having a summer birthday for your kids when is your birthday actual date december 2nd okay well that's not so bad because my son's november 20th so that's always Thanksgiving. oh so same thing but i have to tell you that kid lives his best life he always has like you know some park party or a laser tag and i think if people like you enough they make time for you totally Totally and completely. I have a little game for you. The game is called Would It Change Your Mind If, uh, which we've already addressed a couple of them. Uh, but does it change your mind about having multiple events if you're either very old or very ill, so you might not have many events left? No, one party. Sorry. <laughs> Are you serious? So even if it's like Nana's 100th party and she wants to have one with her family and like one with her like few girlfriends that are still around, she doesn't get two? No, one party, Nana. Sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. What if it was like a make a wish? I guess so. But I even feel like make a wish kids are like, all right, let's not make a big deal out of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Then what if you're a twin or a triplet and you always have to share your birthday? That's not my fault. It's your parents' fault. I have two kids at the same birthday. They do a birthday party together. It's not that big of a deal. Are they okay with it? Yeah. They're 10 and six. They don't care. They love it. It's about the way really? you frame it. Really? There's never been like... It's about the way you frame it. I've never been the mother that's like, well, we want to make sure that you feel special even though you have the same birthday. No, it's the way you frame it. So I said things every year like, isn't it incredible that of all the days in the year, you two were both born on July 14th and how great for the rest of your life you get to have a glass of champagne together. I mean, are you the luckiest kids in the world? And it's it's about brainwashing. That's basically what I'm getting down to. No, it's it's setting the standards in a different way. I actually really love that. Instead of being like birthdays are a day where it has to be about you, it's like breeding this like companionship among siblings. I love that. And also stop making it about the over the top things and putting pressure on people to find the perfect gift. Why can't birthdays just be about let's have a glass of champagne, 
and toast to another great year. It does. It, that's what it should be about, and not about things. Totally. I think birthday. I think birthdays are hard because I think, especially as you get older, birthdays start breeding nostalgia, and they force you to be super pensive and you know sort of reflect on where you are that year. If you're happy in your relationship, in your family, in your career, um, I, I feel like it, it makes sense to me why people crave validation more so around their birthdays. Uh, I don't let it pass for weddings or baby showers or anything else, but I, I do give birthdays a little bit of a, I, I understand them a little more because I think it's, I think it's reflective and I think people, you know, sometimes need a little more love around that time of year. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Oh, good. So that, so we can at least be on the same page with that one. Also, while we're talking about like weird coincidences, I was looking this up uh, and this is totally unplanned, but uh, we were, we're recording today, September 8th. And according to Time Magazine, uh, September 9th is the most popular day to be born in America. I actually thought it was September 15th. Oh, interesting. Maybe it's changed. Um, but it's definitely September's the biggest month. I had a baby born on September 17th. And I remember all of the people that said that the 15th was the most popular birthday. We're still in the hottest month of the year for all this to be happening. So it's a potent topical time for us to be discussing uh, the fact that if you're trying to have multiple birthdays, you can't. Christmas babies. It's Christmas procreation. Oh, (laughs) a hundred percent. Yes, that makes sense for sure. People get wasted after the holiday party and then they make a baby. (laughs) What is the most insane birthday thing that you've participated in? Huh? Um, I don't know. I, My sister's 40th birthday party, I did a speech for her. I had to leave the party because she was in a fight with her ex-husband. And so I spent most of the night trying to convince my brother-in-law to just let her have a 40th birthday and not be annoying because they were just fighting. So I was like, this is not about you, let her have a birthday party. So it's not, it wasn't like a diva. He was being a diva that night. Because he felt, like, bad because he wasn't invited. But I was like, dude, you're going through a divorce. Why would she invite you to a birthday party? Oh, no. Yeah, that's weird. That's a huge bummer. Do you think that you're allowed to have a slightly bigger birthday when you are hitting a new decade or no? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Totally. So you do. Okay. Well, that's good. Yes. So, so, so just not as many, it can just be like a slightly larger affair. Yeah. And I kind of appreciate it when someone says, you know, instead of throwing a party, I think for my 50th, because someone just said that to me, like somebody... They knew her had they were in a fiftieth and they were taking a trip by the, you know, with their boyfriend or something. I forget who it was, their husband. Like they're gonna go to a place they've never traveled before. And I thought, well that's the way to do it. I mean, you don't have to have a million people you know, acknowledge that you were born on that day with um, you know, a buffet and I don't know, games. Maybe it's just a celebration of your life by going to Ojai and going to the Ojai Inn and having, you know, cocktails by the outside fire. That sounds totally delightful. What about like multiple funerals, like sitting Shiva for a week? How do you feel about that? It's a bit much. I just think one, you get one funeral. That's it. Let's wrap it up. I just think it's drawn out and it's (laughs) just a little bit too much of a data thing. Like you get one day. That's it. I love that so much. Okay, I think you've done like a very wonderful job of dying on this hill today. Is there anything else you'd like to say? I don't enjoy it when people name their children after cars. <laughs> I just don't like Hilarious. it. Hilarious. So fully adjacent. People, the, Bentley. No Ferraris. Lincoln. Maserati. Stop. Just stop doing it. You wouldn't feel a little bad if somebody named their kid like a Honda? <laughs> I'm sure there are kids named Honda. 
Especially if somebody, oh, no. if somebody, if somebody uh, procreated in the, a hatchback of a Honda. I'm sure there are a couple of Hondas. <laughs> that's I insane. Feel, I would feel bad for the kid that's named Suzuki, but I feel like maybe it would have been worse if you were named Pontiac. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great one. Oh, real quick, I wanted to ask you, uh, how should you confront someone you love who is being a birthday or wedding diva and or do you think you can confront them? Yeah, just say, listen, um, my bandwidth is pretty thin right now. I really want to celebrate your birthday. I'm so pumped that you're 24, but I can only make it to one party. And so uh, which one would you like to meet? Which one is? would you really like me to be, to be at? I don't know. Totally. Oh, that's such a great way of framing it. Then you flip it and they're like, you know what? I know I'm having 17 parties, but the one that really is meaningful to me is if you go to that brunch. So you're setting your boundary, but you're still letting yeah. them know you are important to me and I want to celebrate you, but I just can't be at 17 things. I have a life. That's actually super brilliant. And it's giving them some agency over like what you attend. You're really, I'm learning today, you're kind of the master at verbal manipulation in all the best ways. <laughs> and you know why? Because I did 17 years of crisis media litigation. Oh, no way. That's right. So that's why all these housewives and Bravo personalities and Bachelor contestants call me offline and ask me for advice. No way. Because they get, they understand the spin. Yeah, I, everything is spin for me. I have to spin everything around my kids. Like, this is how you talk to the bully. This is how you handle this situation. I feel like, if anything, those 17 years, besides the uh, enormous frustration that, I, that it served dealing with lawyers who didn't get two shits about me, it gave me enough expertise to use in my second chapter of my life in dealing with people who are horrible on trashy shows. Totally. <laughs> also real quick, I think social media has largely contributed to the fact that, uh, all of these events are getting crazier and crazier. The, the comparison game has gotten really out of control. I agree. Like I had a baby reveal gender that we did on a, at the tennis court, my husband had tennis ball cause he's obsessed with tennis. And the reason that mm -hmm. I posted it was because we were having another girl. We have four girls and one boy. And I, was not prepared for the reaction of my son when he found out he was having another sister. It was so funny. That's the, why I posted it. I wasn't like everybody, cause I know no one in the world really cares if we're having a girl or a boy because they don't, you know, they're not one of the siblings. People I don't think genuinely really give two shits about most people. They like were really kind of like self obsessed. So I didn't yes. expect people to really care that I was having another baby, let alone another girl. But I did post it because I thought my son's reaction was borderline hilarious, even though he was so upset. Wait, I, wait, I missed it. What did he do? So my husband hits the ball and it explodes pink. And I did a slow-mo. Like yeah, my friend videotaped it and put it in slow-mo just in case. Because he kept uh -huh. saying he wanted a brother, a brother, a brother. So it's, I'll send it to you. So it's slow-mo of his face where he's like, happy and then the ball explodes and you see his face slow-mo just going and then he got really angry and then he, <laughs> cried, and then he cried and then he 
stopped off. That's hysterical. I, that's awesome. I, yeah, honestly, Kate, I think you've done a brilliant job of dying on this hill. I got to be honest, it's an impossible hill to defend because everyone's got to agree. You only get one event. You, everyone's got to cool it. We got to, you know, be a little bit more respectful of everyone else's time. And if we can all do this together, then nobody will feel like they're owed anything. Probably time, right. but money. Like if you're a jerk and you're asking these bridesmaids to pay for all these things and then have a party for you and then stay at a hotel and then go on this trip and then pay for the champagne, like it's a tall yeah. order, especially because a lot mm -hmm. of women who are in the bridesmaid age, they don't have a lot of money, extra money. They're just trying to start their totally. careers and they're drained. So if they're, you're putting somebody into high credit card debt because you think that you're the first person that ever got married you're a real asshole i know i mean kate i was gone for i kid you not 26 weekends last year for weddings for wedding related festivities what if you just put out an amp email and i could write it for you that just said i want you to be honest with yourself and with me about how realistic it is for you guys to be married in seven years because if that answer is below 60 percent, i think it's better if i don't participate <laughs> i'll send my own save the date so they can return it it's already stamped they can send me back their reply in the same way i would send them theirs i'm so on board with this <laughs> or what if i flipped the script and i said before I agree to be your bridesmaid and to fork over all this money for all the things that come with being a bridesmaid, you have to go through a counseling session with me as a couple. Maybe we could make it 15 minutes. And I am allowed to ask some <laughs> questions about your co combined value system and whether or not you are on the same page in terms of what a marriage entails. And if you pass my test, I will agree to be a bridesmaid. So you, so there's no just like saying yes to like the popping bottles. It's like a full interview process. I'm so on board with this. I have clearly the toughest time setting boundaries and saying no to things. So I could really use all the help I could get on this one. Okay. Agreed. Great. I'm, I can't wait. In fact, I'm going to have you do that. I'm going to post my template <laughs> along with your episode so that we can uh, spread the joy with the world and really start the revolution that you only get one event. It's really, it is part of the movement. It's a movement that I've just created. I'm on board with it. Hashtag one party only. Uh, follow us, tweet at us. Let us know if you've had any uh, real bridezilla or birthday diva monster moments. Would love to hear about it uh, so we can, you know, band together and uh, get this stopped. <laughs> it's an epidemic. What if we sold t-shirts? You get one wedding, wedding party. That's it. And we, and we... <laughs> This, and we sold it on the not.com. What if, you know, you have to buy like bridal t-shirts for the bachelorette party. Uh, the bride wears one that says bride and the bridesmaids wear one say, this is the only event I'm attending. <laughs> or the bride wears the shirt bride and the other one says, this friendship might not last after the wedding. <laughs> All right, we should definitely sell options. So like every bridesmaid can have one that's like a little different, like just checking off precisely where they're at. I mean, we're starting an empire. This is the movement that society needs right now. I agree. All right, well, Kate, you've done wonderful. Anything else uh, on the topic that for any final last statements uh, before I read you your eulogy? No, um, but I would love people to check out my podcast, Reality Life with Kate Casey, and join the Facebook group because we are deep diving shows that include Say Yes to the Dress, which is a show where people yes. are totally unrealistic about life and about weddings with ridiculous budgets. 
wear dresses that are sometimes borderline hideous and borderline stripper and yes. wear, try dresses on in front of the, their loved ones, some of whom are horrible, diabolical people and judge them on their wedding dress selections. So it's shows like that. We deep dive every reality show you could ever imagine. So you can join in the group and we can rip them apart. And then, of course, my podcast, which is every Friday, now going to two times a week. And it's going to be me interviewing people on reality shows and then asking people like Taylor to review reality shows. And you can learn about new podcasts or writers or comedians or police officers. You never know who the guests will be. And you might learn about a new show or a new person in the process. So jump in. I love it. And with that, I'd love to read you your eulogy. We have gathered here today to celebrate the life of Kate Casey, who died on the hill of you only get one birthday party slash wedding party slash baby shower, all of the above. Kate is survived by her podcast, Reality Life with Kate Casey, uh, which you can check out every now twice a week. That's so exciting. You can follow her legacy on Twitter at Kate Casey, on Instagram at Kate Casey CA, and on Facebook with the group Reality Life with Kate Casey. Kate, we are so grateful for you for sharing your last words with us today uh, and I hope you can rest easy knowing that we will only host this one and only funeral for you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode of Hills I'd Die On. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment letting me know what you like most. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at ByTaylorCox. I am always happy to hear thoughts or feelings or compliments or of course any hills you guys might be willing to die on yourselves. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week. Mm-hmm.